My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And today we're back at it again with another edition of What Have We Been Up To? I.e., what are we watching and what are we listening to? Because that's all we do. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, we keep saying, like, in this current world, uh... You gotta keep busy to uh, stave off uh, insanity. And a really good way of doing that is uh, by enjoying the world of streaming entertainment that exists for us. So uh, we do. (laughs) uh, We're gonna start with what we've been watching and then we'll scoot over after we talk about that to what we've been listening to. So Amanda, take it away. What have you been watching recently? Well, okay, technically, I'm still watching um, Sweet Home and Uncanny Counter. I really am enjoying them very, very much. But since the last day of school before Christmas, basically the day Sweet Home came out, I watched three episodes. Then I had to do things because, you know, life. Mm -hmm. And then my kids came home. And they haven't left yet, like, at all because we're on lockdown again. So my kids are around all the time and neither of those shows is really something I'm comfortable with my nine-year-old possibly walking in on because (laughs) there are going to be things that he just shouldn't see. So, but I also know me, know myself. If I watch these things at night before I go to bed, I'm going to have nightmares. So I'm like trying to find that, sweet little time in the day where my husband takes the youngest for a walk or something (laughs) has been tight so they're not dropped I am still watching I'm still enjoying it's just slow going so you're in a real catch-22 I don't know they're never leaving again they keep saying they will like the school board keeps going oh no just like another week no, no, just no, another no, week. Just a, it, it's just another week. Just and we're like, week. you're lying. Like, you are lying. Like, well, I, it's, it's funny because I just turned to my husband the other day and I was like, so we're like not leaving the house till like April, right? And he was like, oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. And my for family's sure. all like, no, no, like for sure. We're going back to school. And I'm like, like my daughter's supposed to have a ceramics class next <laughs> quad master starting like in two weeks or a week or something and I'm like has the school called you yet about like what you can switch that out for and she's like no no because we're going back and I'm like you're like honey I, I love your I love your enthusiasm <laughs> and your positivity right now but I think but... we have to face facts we're going to be doing like that. pottery with play-doh at home sweetie like it's not so... Yay for pinch pots. That's all you're going to get to do. <laughs> Yay for history of sculpture. sculpture. <laughs> well, the other one's got gym starting. So that's... <laughs> all right, right, everyone. Uh, get up. Get up. Like, your and I know his teacher because he's, he's got the same gym teacher my daughter had who I had in high school. That man is just going to make them watch like every sports movie ever made. And then like maybe write a report about it at the end of the year like there's no way he's gonna make them do anything for gym class when it's on the computer so okay everyone <laughs> get out of your seat do five squats 
I went to a like a Catholic school when I was in middle school. It was it was a time, and for most <laughs> of that uh, gym time, we would do like essays and research and stuff. Like that was actually Ugh. like required at that school, so I could see them doing that. But like it was kind of okay because it was like centered around things. So like I learned like the actual history of basketball and like hmm, in depth, yeah, like you know that sort of thing, yeah. and like you know how it started and where it came from that sort of thing. So that was cool. But I could see that happening. But also. I'm from Florida and there was one year I took a gym class over the summer so I could get it out of the way so I could do more theater classes Mm -hmm. and um, they were required by law to not have kids outside after in the afternoon because it got too hot because it was summer and it'd be over 100 degrees heat so literally all we did for half of our day was watch bill nye the science guy (laughs) nice already nice the best we were like this is like great (laughs) i just don't trust this particular teacher's taste he'll probably Mm. have them watching like basketball and like you know other completely inappropriate stuff dodgeball will probably feature heavily (laughs) Like <laughs> you should get him to watch the oh the with or the the golden retriever that yeah yeah I could see him pulling that too mm-hmm. so I don't know hopefully my kids get educated over the next couple of months <laughs> like what's even the point of having a gym class for online like there's just well let it go let it go <laughs> like know? my my daughter's like the school hasn't contacted her but when she looks at um like she had her form all filled out for her picking her classes for next year Mm -hmm. and she had like the second pottery class like pottery 2.0 or whatever and it's been crossed off and it's not offered at the school anymore and she's like yeah you're telling me I can't take the grade 12 because the grade 11 I'm not going to be able to take it right but you're not telling me that yeah yeah yeah. anyway things that I actually am watching that I'm (laughs) watching watching that I have the time I've been watching a lot of J dramas because especially the shorter ones I can like sit down and knit and binge them like Mm. whole thing all night it's good. I started last night watching um, Choosing Spouse by Lottery. It's weird. It's yeah. uh, it's good, though. Like, I, I dig it. I don't really like one of the main female characters, but I think that's by design. You're not supposed to yeah. like her yet kind of thing. Um, I really like the main lead, like, the, the character. He's so soft and like he's a huge germaphobe and I just keep looking at him like oh sweetie like in a couple of years nobody's gonna want to shake your hand it'll be fine it'll be fine like, <laughs> just hold out hang on like don't, don't worry about it it'll, it'll turn out okay for you I'm gonna be fine and it's just it's really interesting like the concept is that in Japan they've got a declining birth rate and so the government decides that what they'll do to Um, fix this is that they're going to force every single adult between the ages of 25 and 39 to go on blind dates and get married and they the government will set up your blind date you are allowed to put one thing on your form that is like a non-starter like if he does not have this 
I get to say no and I don't get punished, you know, like this is, but you've only got three, well, two, you've got two freebie passes to say no to somebody that you don't like. And if you say no a third time, you're going in the army. Like that's your, you have to serve for two years, unless you're a doctor or a nurse, then you just get to go to like a remote village or a remote Island or something and provide medical services for two years. And this kid is so socially awkward that he's like, he actually kind of thinks it's a good thing because it's the only possible way he could ever foresee any woman ever marrying him is, you know, and yeah, and I mean, by episode three, he hasn't used any of his like, any of his get out of jail free cards Mm -hmm. yet, because every single woman has rejected him first you just see how it's like shattering him like just over and over again it's really interesting it looks at all these different reasons why you would want to get married reasons why you wouldn't want to get married yeah and so the main character has started like a blog where he talks about the people he meets and how this is not a good thing like it's you know he went into it thinking maybe it was an okay thing but he's seeing how it's hurting so many people Mm. and that it can't be a good thing so it's definitely it's not a rom-com it's not exactly a slice of life it's a slice of weird life maybe (laughs) it's it's good I'm enjoying it so um yeah so I like that um I started watching a Chinese drama called My Little Happiness this week. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's very bingeable, very easy to watch, relatively speaking. I I don't dislike the male lead, but I don't love him. He's a little Asian male leady. Like he's got that they're it's childhood sweethearts thing, but she doesn't remember him. And he keeps behaving in ways that are completely inappropriate, given that she does not remember their shared history right now. And it turns out she does remember their shared history, but he was short and fat when she knew him and he's tall and handsome now. So she can't believe, she doesn't believe that he could possibly be the short fat kid. And, you know, People around her are like, you know that people grow up, right? Like, he's not still going to look like a short, fat nine-year-old. Like, he's going to look like an adult now. When when I was nine, compared to all the people in my class, I was tall and skinny. But then everyone grew taller around me, and I just went that way. Like, I went out, not up. So, yeah, well, like, change, my dudes. (laughs) My nine-year-old was like watching over my shoulder and he was like, like, I don't understand why she doesn't know who he is. And I said, sweetie, you look exactly like daddy did when he was your age. If somebody knew him when when he was your age and then met him like 20 years later when he looks like he does now, they would not make that connection. You don't look (laughs) like daddy. Like it's not, you know. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And I was like, <laughs> I actually have the exact same face I did as a kid. So people who haven't seen me in like 20 years are like, oh, it's you. And I'm like, mm. Nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's um, me. I also started watching Sweet Combat. It's mm-hmm. about 
boxing and Luhan, and I like Luhan. Um, the drama's okay. It's not like, like, I don't feel the need to like sit and watch 70 episodes in a row, mm-hmm. which is good because there's not 70 episodes. There's only like 40, but it feels like 40 is probably too many, but that's a common C-drama problem. So, you know, it's kind of my throat on in the background while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Drama. And it works for that. It's fine. I liked his so. character's um, role with his siblings, his younger yes. siblings. I, I like Very that. much so. He, that, that's a really good dynamic in it. I like that. I like um, one of the side couples, the, the boxing side couple. I kind of dig them right now. They're funny. Um, like, he's such, she's such a tomboy, and the fact that he's so into her like is nice like it's not I'm into you despite or I'm into you Mm. you know he's just really into her because she's great at what she does and he likes her you know and that's always nice to see it's always nice when the guy likes the girl for who Who the girl is is and not (laughs) because he can see past or whatever you know so uh, (laughs) yeah so so far there's none of that it's one of those plot lines that like shows up so often and you're just like can this be like in the past now hmm, we're we, done like, move on from this yeah. we're done with this yeah yeah exactly and i did start um sunbay don't put on that lipstick which is our you know the much better title but it's goes by she would never know mm-hmm. which is so By the generic way, which platform is that on it's on iqiyi oh okay yeah and it is vip so you can watch the first episode but nothing else has unlocked yet i don't know if it ever will i enjoyed the first episode but not enough to chase it or mm-hmm. pay for it so it's probably going to be a drop for me because I just don't care enough. And I it, don't really like the IQIY um, platform that much. Like, it's good on a computer. It's not great on the apps. So Because that's such a new, like, because I wanted to try to watch that show. Because it's such, a, you know, new this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would I would guess it'll unlock probably this coming week if I had to. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the way they yeah. do, like, every other it's, week unlocking. Yeah, like, I think it's up to episode four now and episode two is not unlocked so yeah so um sometimes they do sometimes they don't apparently and you can get a free month so if i if i hear really good things you know out in the world then maybe i'll wait until there's like less than a month left and get my free month and (laughs) watch it all but at the moment the system i guess yeah i i I did not, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed Rowoon and um, Wanjana. Like, I love them. I like both of them as actors. Um, I enjoyed their dynamic together. Um, the plot of the story is, uh, yeah, it's all right, but it's not something I would generally chase down. So mm-hmm. chasing it down and paying for it feels like, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. really what I'm into. Also, I'm just mad that they went with such a boring generic name when they had Sunbay don't put on that lipstick right there, which 
I mean, it maybe doesn't roll off the tongue, but at least you know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. Whereas the super generic one, it's like, I don't know, that could be any K-drama. Like, <laughs> right. Eh, yeah. Whatever. So, so that's about it. There's, yeah, that's, that's it. I watched some English television too, because new what? season of Kim's Convenience is out. So, well, in Canada. <laughs> oh. Sorry, guys. Y'all have to wait. But I get to watch it. So, does I, it usually come out here like when it finishes in Canada? Is yeah, usually, usually, uh, I think a month or two after it finishes here, then it shows up on Netflix. So, Canada gets so few things first. Just I give know. Us, <laughs> give us this. <laughs> it's one thing. Oh, one, one thing. Well, uh, I'll especially allow it since, you know, it's Canadian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Okay. It is right. literally made in Canada <laughs> with an all Canadian cast. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's it for me. What have you been watching, Jesse? So, in what I finished I haven't finished a lot and I was trying to think of like the things that I finished since the last time we like did any sort of one of these Mm. things um sweet home I finished Mm -hmm. I literally watched that 10 minutes after it dropped started watching it and didn't stop like in one sitting like literally one sitting I watched the entire thing it was great it was wonderful it's one of my Mm. favorite dramas of last year so (sighs) perfect and yeah I could go on and on about it, but I'm not going to because it would spoil things. Just, if you're into horror and stuff, watch it. I also watched a lot of stuff that we've already talked about. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to know, like, you know, my thoughts on like Alice in Borderland and stuff like that, you should listen to last week's episode where we talked <laughs> to it. Um, I also watched Gap Dong. It's a crime mm-hmm. drama from 2017 or 2014 or something like that. I don't remember dates Something anymore. like that. 2014, um, I think. 2014 um and if you want to know my thoughts about that you're gonna have to listen to my new podcast (laughs) with Natalia uh we announced that we had a podcast and that was our first episode was about that drama it's not going to be a specifically Asian entertainment podcast but good time with crime watch it there then you can know my thoughts and feelings on Gap Dong in things that are still air just have finished airing um I'm still watching the Uncanny Counter I'm a little bit behind because I'm behind mm-hmm. on everything uh, just because all the things that mm-hmm. I just said, I kind of pushed other things away to watch that. And I'm almost done with it, but uh, I'm, I think on 13-ish, I think I'm at the point where there's a writer shift. So who knows what's going to happen yeah. if Jesse's going to yeah. actually end the show liking it. Because yeah. a, yeah. a writer change that like they didn't like where the the a show was going per what everybody else wanted and not the writer means that it probably is an ending that Jesse is not going to like and not a fan of. Well, everything I've seen online has said satisfactory ending, which sounds like it'll piss Jesse off. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> congrats, guys. You all got what you wanted and not what the writer wanted and Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I also had started this uh, Taiwanese horror show called detention i had watched it when it was airing it started airing at the beginning of december and i had stopped it to focus on other things and i'm picking and that back up to finish it it's not a very long drama too so I, I should be able to finish it pretty soon i have like a goal i'm trying to finish a lot of this stuff that i had like pushed aside 
before February, like mid-February hits because February is going to be a tough month for Jesse because there are so many shows airing and premiering that I want to yeah. watch like more than ever I've ever had in my life. I'm trying to like get through some of the other shows so I can focus on those shows when they start airing. I mean, it's, I think I'm up to like eight shows, which is like ridiculous. I've never had like eight premiering shows that I've wanted to watch mm. ever. It's just like a, I don't know what happened at K-Drama Land. And they're like, listen, um, almost everything's going to be like a crime or dark or fantasy drama next month. <laughs> it's because your like, birthday's coming up. And they were like, <laughs> they're like we, we got to yeah, feed Jesse for gotta, her birthday. We got to get you. Um, so I'm trying to watch Detention before I um, finish it up. It's good. I don't know if I've like talked about what the premise is. There is a video game that I think is like the first, don't quote me. I don't know if like the video game is the first thing that came out in this kind of franchise. So I, I and I don't know if the storyline focuses on what the happens in the video game. It could have also been like a, a comic book, um, but it is essentially set in the early nineties. This girl has um, come back from living abroad and um is at a new school she can see ghosts and while she's there uh she sees like there's this building that's kind of been condemned and not the students aren't allowed in it and she sees a ghost and the ghost doing its final like committing suicide and uh it kind of like brings along the story of what happened in the school when that when the girl had committed suicide and kind of like a lot of like things that happened within the school and within some of the people and the, the teachers and staff and stuff also kind of like the political regime that was happening because mm-hmm. it would have been in the like early 80s that the that ghost had done anything so like it's just a it's a bunch of different things and you're kind of piecing together mm-hmm. stuff I like it it's a slow drama and quiet drama too there's not a lot mm-hmm. of like jump scares or anything so it might like deter a lot of people but I liked what I have so far and I'm about halfway through it I also started Memorist uh last month and Mm. I was really really into it and so I really want to finish that um it's about um this kid who can read minds uh if he touches them and he Mm. works in the police force and this like kind of serial killer is kind of exposed and um, kind of dealing with like trying to find him but also he has opposition in that he's not allowed to do stuff because he has his power and like what the public mm. is foreseeing and and just like the ramifications of that through the legal process and kind of all that story uh, also in just like other things that I just kind of picked up here and there um, I started Midnight Diner which is a Japanese drama it's on Netflix and there's like a lot of different seasons of it and some of them are like entitled differently and I haven't looked too much into it in fear of spoilers so I don't know if like they all are the same like if you could pick up one of those seasons and not like watch the other because there's like the Midnight Diner and then there's the Midnight Diner Tokyo stories and I don't know they have the same main lead and the premise of this show is uh, that there's this guy who's uh, has this uh, diner that is only open from midnight until 7 a.m. And uh, and each episode focuses on the 
customers that come in and he kind of just makes just whatever for them. And it usually is something very simple that like reminds them of their like childhood or a specific memory. And like, so the story of whatever their issue is happens within the, the like 25 minutes of this show. Um, and then it's done. Like I haven't really seen much like overlay in the characters besides the guy, which it might happen in the like later episodes of the season. So that's why I don't know if like jumping around would mm-hmm. be, not be okay. Um, but it's like more of a slice of life. It's really sweet um, and really nice. And like, it's kind of fun to have different characters. It's also one of those food dramas that are like actual food dramas um, mm-hmm. in terms of that at the end of the episode, they're like, oh, here's the recipe and the actors go over the recipe, um, awesome. which is apparently like my favorite trope and like my favorite genre because I really like that. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, Simply Cravings, I think it is. I talked about a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. but it's like one of my favorite little dramas and it's the same setup and I've like watched other things and I've like generally liked it and I don't know why. It's not like I specifically like this like recipe part, but... <laughs> I like when they do that because it's like it's so frustrating when you watch something and you're like okay but what are you putting in that because that looks super good and I I just I want to I want to be able to Mm -hmm. make it and I don't even know what the name is you know like yeah yeah so when they give you the recipe it's nice when I was younger uh I was known for my really excellent curry making and everyone was like, oh, where did you get this recipe for curry? It's so good. I got it from a manga that did that. It was a manga called uh, <laughs> Curry Wars, I think is what it was, about like a curry restaurant where at the end of every volume, it would have all the recipes for all the curry they made in like the volume. And they were so good. Nice. So I just, just I- give it to us. I don't even like know why like especially because like the parts that I like are not really involving food so like I don't know why I just I guess it's like the most closely like linked to like kind of like slices of life and I really Mm. like slice of life um and what's interesting about this show unless I haven't noticed it but the recipes are never focused on like an ingredient that you could obviously tell Mm. was a product placement like Mm. literally the end of one episode they just taught you how to do like rolled egg and so you never saw any packaging it was just the egg and like chopsticks essentially and you're like oh oh interesting but I really like it because it's just like nice to throw in a couple of episodes I think it's just gonna always be something that I have just so I can throw in a couple of episodes and and move on unless the um, storyline changes and actually develops more of a plot um, than I might like kind of go through but like right now they're so contained they're like literally so like that's all you have with this person for 20 minutes and then it's done mm. and then the next one it's not completely different the only thing that stays the same is that it's the same restaurant with the same guy in the same hours also I kind of just started I don't know if I'm going to continue with it but probably will because it's me um, I am watching the Japanese drama Cold Case, which is based on the uh, U.S. Mm-hmm. drama Cold Case. Uh, they're pretty much exactly the same, which is probably why I'm not going to continue with it or like want mm-hmm. to continue with it because it, it's pretty much the same. I liked Cold Case, the American version, mm-hmm. but like so there's a 
now nothing different with the Japanese like besides like mm. the deaths are like different and that sort of mm. thing if you've never seen cold case it's just focuses on um, a group of detectives who are in the cold case unit and uh, who solve crimes from the past and it's that's mm-hmm. the all they do the Japanese drama does it so exactly the same as the U.S. Uh, if you've ever seen cold case one of the things that they do is they sh- when they um to show the people that they're like conversing with um like how they looked when they were at the time of the like incident that occurred they'll do this thing where um like so say the detective comes in and they they're interviewing a guy and he's a doctor now when they like the camera passes by behind the detective and and it comes around you'll see that the detective is the who's ever the actor playing him younger and he looks exactly the same Mm. age at whatever the time the crime is and it'll go back to like present days i do find it like interesting in this one um the uh lead like detective in the japanese version is a female and that's not in the american version Mm. um so that's kind of nice and she's really good but i don't know maybe i'll keep it up who knows what are you (laughs) watching natalia Oh boy. Okay. I've got a few things that I'm on. If we're like on Netflix, I am watching Run On, which I am really enjoying. Um, it's like, it's, it's kind of a bizarre show. Like the characters are very odd, but like it works. It's very enjoyable. It's well done. It's about um, a runner who's the son of a like assembly person who's a real piece of work. And he gets caught up in this scandal involving him assaulting, not really, some people. And so, and then there's, you know, and then he falls in love with, you know, a girl. You know how it goes. And there's this <laughs> CEO and there's a painter and it's there's very- There's a CEO. <laughs> yeah, well, she, it's, a, it's a lady CEO this time. Um, and she's so mean, like so delightfully mean to everyone except her secretary that it's just, <laughs> and like her secretary is just this like delightful man who loves his cat and she's only nice to him she's literally mean to everyone else she meets and she's just so wonderful and I love her it's good it's really enjoyable and it's on Netflix and I'm just I'm really into it um it takes like a few episodes though to like really get going like the first couple episodes you're like why am I watching this? Like, what is happening here? Like, why is this interesting? But then suddenly it gets, you know, it gets really interesting. And there's like, you fall in love with like this cute little character who's like the the main dude's like little sunbay, not sunbay, but like hubei minion. Like, and he's so sweet. And they're just like, okay, 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 okay. I'm in. Uh, so the show is really <laughs> enjoyable. Um, I am also watching, Sky's watching this as well, uh, True Beauty. Yo, it's <laughs> so good. Like, I was actually not really expecting it to be, like, amazing, but it's so good, yo. And I, you know, I might be reading a little into it because a lot of the things that it deals with was stuff that I had problems with when I was younger, though, like, I didn't know how to do makeup to hide my... <laughs> acne you know just like it's just it's so good and 
like the oh, it's just it makes you feel nice watching it you know what i mean like you feel good watching it like when you see the like triumphs and you really like are cheering when they're in, you know the characters are down you're like come on you can do it so like it's it's very nice um those two are really good i've also kept up with manner of death and i'm happy to report it does get better oh good. Wow. It, gets better. it gets better so maybe i'll hop uh, back on that train so i've been waiting like, for it to completely yeah. go i was like no yeah. i'm not even gonna try it when it's airing just yeah no finish. like it's i i'm pretty i'm pretty into it um i i have the iqii vip uh, where I'm also watching, which just finished literally the day today that we're recording it, the show called Generation Y. <laughs> so like Y is right. Um is it don't you mean We TV VIP? Okay, yeah, We TV VIP. And then I also ha- I got the, the the free month on sorry, yes. Okay. Manor of Death is on We TV. <laughs> Generation Y is on IQYY. Okay up in my head and I get them mixed up all the time anyway um Gen Y the best I can say is it's a very bizarre two moons fan fiction that's really gone off the rails a little (laughs) and it's it's the it's like the show was like your very standard like just gay college students falling in love and then suddenly, like, it added this just very brief supernatural element that then was gone. And then, <laughs> and then like, then they, like, left it on a cliffhanger because there's going to be a season two. I don't know what's happening. Like, the show literally is mystifying. And, and I'm, like, every time I watch it, I'm like, why was this made? Like, you know, when you watch it, it's enjoyable. I need to say this. It is actually enjoyable to watch, but it is very what the fuck when you're watching it. Like, what? And like, the actors are all really good and they're all like doing their best. One of them has amazing eyebrows. I'm like really into his eyebrows. But like, it's, it's just like, there's like five billion characters that you have to- <laughs> crack up to it's like it was trying to do too much but also not do a lot at all it's very confusing um otherwise what have i i've been watching a lot um i just finished tanhan chanlati on youtube the show is very cute and it's very sweet but it has really weird pacing i'm gonna say that where it's like really slow for the first eight of 10 episodes and then it like squeezes like six episodes worth of content in the last two episodes and you're like whoa 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 geez go slow down too much is happening too quickly but like it was really it's really cute it's it's like a really cute show and um as my final note of what I'm still watching I look away in embarrassment I am still watching Siren Type season two against my better judgment there's one episode left but i'm like too far into it that i can't like get out now right one episode you can do it you just gotta finish the one episode um it's exactly as advertised that's you know that's that's all i need to say about it and then besides i just watch a hell of a lot of youtube a hilarious amount of minecraft youtube that's almost I know too much about these random Minecraft players' lives that I really like. 
shouldn't like the other day I was lying in bed and I was like oh honey you'll be really happy to know that after 13 years of trying Doc X 33's wife got pregnant and my husband's looking at me like okay I'm like, right. and, re- and I'm like and he rebuilt his goat statue aren't you excited he's like yes honey like <laughs> pat your head really uh, happy for you that's my life but the rust servers yeah because so, on minecraft I watch build so like it's just yeah. like now I know how to do everything in minecraft and I don't yeah. even have yeah. it on my yeah. computer cool <laughs> yeah no I I watch uh it's called the Hermitcraft server and uh it's just like the same group of people and it's like there's a lot of like builds like depending on who you watch it's like you can either get shenanigans you can get builds you can get you know how to's like you never know but i'm just way too invested in these people's lives like <laughs> well, i need to see some friends okay? when i get a better <laughs> computer natalia and i are gonna like we're go gonna start we're gonna start a <laughs> minecraft server one of these days uh but yeah, that's uh, basically what I've been up to. A lot of nonsense. Uh, what about you, Sky? <laughs> so I realized that the main three things that I have watched lately involve the same people on them. Oh, you know, and you I like didn't who you like. I didn't mean to do that. Okay, so I'll start off with Busted Three. I finished that today. Busted Three has all these people on it, but also has Lee Sung Gi on it. Mm-hmm. I watched Master in the House, which has Lee Sung Gi mm-hmm. and Chai Woo on it. And then I watched True Beauty. Woo. So those are my main three things. Busted Three was so really good. fun. I so can't good. tell you anything about it other than it's <laughs> I fun. I had to put uh, it off. I, I'm still gonna watch it. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna ruin anything. <laughs> I yeah, I, I'm like I'm like five episodes in. I'm in I'm in it to win it. I, the only thing I will say is there is just like season two, you have kind of the things they're solving, and that's episodic on mm-hmm. some level. But then there is an overarching plot going on too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can't say anything because there's an overarching plot. Um, but I was trying to even explain the show to my husband. He's seen a little bit of it before, just because I think I've shown him a puzzle or something because I thought it was funny. Uh, I think it's a really difficult I'm we've talked about this show before Mm -hmm. on an episode but I will reiterate it's a funny show to try to describe to somebody (laughs) because they're playing characters but they're also themselves like in every other respect so Mm -hmm. it's really just like a variety show but then you can tell parts are scripted like it's just difficult to explain and I think I explained it to my mom as it's an escape room mixed with a roast mixed with a murder mystery party. (laughs) Yeah, it's a murder mystery party is definitely like probably the mm -hmm. biggest angle just because like the wackiness of characters. But like Rowan was on it. He did not have his same name. He had a character name, which was interesting because like everyone else had the same Mm. name. It's weird when some of them have a guest name and some of them just have their own name so then you're like but i don't i'm confused now i like when they're mysterious about the people like and like in this for like season one when nare was on it they were like very mysterious (laughs) on who she was and like like me me sitting there i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god i know who that is oh my god oh my god (laughs) 
really the great The season scene. one reveal of her was just so funny because like you open the door to like the pole dancing studio and all of a sudden she just like turns around like beautiful. The show is so good so comedically. Good. Yeah. And if you're like a fan of variety shows, like a Korean variety, it's really great to watch because you do have like an insider like love of it too because of who shows up and how you know these people like already are together you know um, via other shows and the the only other main thing i'll say about it is the women in the show are the best because they're the the smartest ones like and and they straight they will straight up say that like this one episode i won't even get into what they were doing it was just the guys got scared and like wouldn't interact with dead bodies whereas the women would and just push Mm. through and deal with the thing and then after the fact, the women were by themselves and they're just like, did you see that? Like, the men are useless. Like, it was totally. like the snakes in the first season. And then just like <laughs> ten, 10 minutes later, all the guys are stupid and get locked in a room. And the girls are off having to deal with their own crap. Yet, when the guys are being stupid and can't figure out how to get out of the room, they're like, well, we know we won't die here because the women will come get us. Like, they will come yeah. rescue us. <laughs> uh-huh so good and throughout the entire season it's like they'll come save us it's like oh my gosh just so funny but i, I busted a gut pretty much every episode yeah. it's great it's funny um true beauty it's great i would probably like true beauty one more step if it was a little less screwy but mm. it's exactly what the webtoon was so like mm-hmm. tonally i knew what i was getting into the reason I would prefer it to be a little less screwy is because quite often the subject matter is actually kind of serious and they handle it really well. And then they turn around and have like some really slapsticky thing. So like, and it's fun and it makes it light, but there's a lot of stuff that they do to keep it light that isn't quite slapsticky too. So, and they could have mm-hmm. just had that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to have the super over the top stuff, but they always kind of keep the super over the top stuff there. So, mm-hmm. they haven't had any missteps. The way they handle the Serious messages topics. in the show, yeah. it's it's very good. Um, yeah, it's, and I think everyone's doing a really good job. Mm. I watched Master in the House. I think I'm like an episode and a half behind, but it's a good time. This one that I haven't watched yet, they're doing Korean wrestling. So like that that should be really fun to see people throw each other try to throw each other around. Uh Master of the House is always fun because of the things that they learn. Like one episode they went to this famous um musician's house and he's he's on a lot of the music variety shows. Mm-hmm. And he lived in France for a long time when he would study music and so he like made them french food mm. and so like it's just fascinating just the things you learn about people and that mm-hmm. you've even kind of seen on other shows or one episode they did they went to this really pretty uh huge theater and like three of the main musical theater actresses they were the people that were teaching that episode so mm-hmm. they they first got like a performance all to themselves of these like amazing you know performers and then they had to learn like certain things and then they performed with them so it was really fun yeah i always just get a lot of giggles out of that 
so those are the main things that I keep busted was newer. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, I watched a lot of stuff for podcast episodes that we've done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, un the Uncanny Counter, I am behind on. Same. Like, <laughs> Same. I'm probably over half, but not much. I, I think had I to stopped guess. around eight and I've caught up to maybe 11 now, but... Yeah, I stopped so, yeah. when like when there was the break, and then I was like, I'll just wait till the rest of it's out and then binge it. That was like my my justification too. So I'm kind of yeah, and and yeah, the whole writer change mm -hmm. like I'm, that. You know, like I was already needing to try to regain my momentum to like finish the show, no, and then it's like that happened, and I was like, poop. Like that yeah. doesn't that takes yeah. away some of my motivation for sure. It definitely <laughs> when something like, is so good, you're like, oh no. Because like, the thing, if I if I really enjoy the way a story is going in a show, that makes me trust whatever writer is handling whatever's going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And I get used to the way the writer is handling topics or just characters, anything. And so then, yeah, if I get word that, well, this writer's not even handling stuff anymore, it's like, well, now it's going to be a different show because there's no way yeah. it's not going to be... They just don't yeah. trust it after that. Yeah, like if it was like a situation where the writer's not doing it because they did something and they needed a step down, that's yeah. fine. But mm -hmm. when you know for a fact that it was because the writer wanted the direction of the ending to go one way and the producers and stuff were like, no, nah, that's not going to happen. Then I'm like, okay, then this is probably not going to be right mm -hmm. because yeah, we right. spent all this time like leading up to that and you're not going to allow that to happen. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. I will touch back I really want Cayman Rider Build to be on Netflix, so please go request <laughs> yes, it. Yes, please go request it. Oh, thank you and to even, the people who have already told us that they've gone and requested stuff and that we you're, mentioned you're last week. Thank you. MVPs. You're <laughs> really. friends. And Life is a Girl. So those, those yeah. Cayman Rider Build and Life is a Girl. I'm going to keep harping on that because those are the things that I did watch for an episode recently. <laughs> And I really enjoyed. Um, it's a sky's mission for the year. <laughs> Life as a girl was so good, guys. Like it just was really good. And then what I've spent a chunk of time doing is playing the. So I have played before some Otome games. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly, but they're yes. essentially. I'm gonna say dating sim, just to like explain mm -hmm. what it is. They're fun. They're fun. But some of them are more story-based, too. Like, there's mm -hmm. way more story to it. Um, so I got... There was a sale. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting it. The ones that yeah, I've played... Always the, way. the ones that I have played before have been English ones. Mm -hmm. So now I'm getting into Japanese ones. Um, and so I just finished Cafe Enchante. It's the first Switch-based Otome Japanese game that I've played. It was really pretty. It was really fun. Um, it's supernatural stuff, so that was enjoyable. Supernatural characters of various kinds. Mm -hmm. And I was not able to guess, like, anything, which I really enjoyed. Because for a lot of that stuff, mm -hmm. at least the English ones that I have done before mm -hmm. you know pretty predictable or you could kind of see where it was going after a certain point um but cafe i had no clue what was going on pretty much half the time so 
it was really enjoyable. And then I kind of figured out how to play Japanese games like that because there's kind of a rhythm to it. And then also, I was really frustrated for a little bit because once you play through the main common plot mm-hmm. and then you have to pretty much usher into whichever character you're following after after that if you're trying to then go back to a different character you're gonna have to play through yeah however many hours of stuff again so i had to learn not only save points and stuff but the game cafe enchante specifically they had built in you can make it go really fast if you've already read it like it's Mm -hmm. really 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 fast and so but i I knew it had that function and I kept like Googling and cause their, their blog posts, people talk about this game a lot cause it's newer and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but no one would straight up tell me what button to push to make it <laughs> do that thing. And yeah. so I accidentally did it once and I was like, oh, yay, I found it. So that like saved me a bazillion hours of just pressing the same button a bazillion times. Really fun. If you're into that type of thing, I'd suggest it. It's light ish there's some of those games that are really dark so it's Mm. not it does have some darkness to it but i mean it's all set in a cafe so how how dark can it really be it went darker than i thought with the supernatural plots as far as death i mean i never got to any bad ends just Mm. because i guessed right on some things but like (laughs) just because i'm good at the game you're like i'm like an expert at (laughs) i i could just tell if if i went the other direction the person would no longer be living like it just that's the way it would have gone so i mean there was there were high stakes sometimes but i spent a lot of time on that i wonder how many hours i should have kept track I, I heard it was like and a forty-hour game, so not knowing. That. So, yeah. <laughs> if it, it was over the course of a few weeks, it's not like I did see, it in the, one day or something. The problem, is, the problem is, I do all my gaming through Steam, and it tells you how many mm-hmm. hours you've spent on each game, and I feel personally attacked by that. <laughs> Actually, the Switch you can go look too. I think it's just an estimate, but yeah, I won't be checking that. No, there's. And no. I like my drama list when it you know no. year, and it's no, like here you've watched a million hours and you're like shut up I don't need you're like I don't need this kind of energy in my life <laughs> thank you there was a pandemic do you know that my drama list like yeah put in environmental factors okay <laughs> Jesus so I guess now we're going to talk about what we've been listening to mm-hmm. there yes. can't be spoilers on that so <laughs> We didn't do spoilers for other stuff anyway. Yeah, we're, uh, we're not going to like sing the songs for you to spoil how they sound. <laughs> Though that would be entertaining. <laughs> little karaoke, little Norabong just, going on. Jesse and I could try to do Odd Eye by Dreamcatcher. <laughs> I mean, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I will allow Jesse to talk more about Dreamcatcher later, <laughs> but they had to come back and we're happy about it. Odd Eye is really good, so is all the other stuff. So go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a while back, um, Ace had a special single, though there were two versions of it. Steve Aoki did a remix of their favorite boys song, so it, it's now called Fave Boys, Steve Aoki's Gold Star Remix, which come to find out he named it that to kind of, he was inspired by Pokemon. I did not know that information. Huh. Anyway. Uh, and I will tell this story again. I feel like I already told this story. 
But um, pretty much the way this all unfolded was there was a Q&A on Twitter where the fans asked Ace various things and they asked like, who would you like to collab with someday? And BK said, Steve Aoki, Thutmose, and then, man, I forget the third one. But pretty much Steve Aoki saw that and said, okay, let's collab. And so then they did this and Thutmose is featured on one of the tracks. And then the third one that they mentioned in that Q&A, I think they're going to be doing a they're going to try to do a lot of collabs this year, so I'm pretty sure that they're going to be collabing with the other people. I love stories oh, Daddy like Yankee. that when they're like, I want this, and it happens. You yeah, know? like, and you they're see like, it happen. Oh, that's so cool. Daddy Yankee was actually the other one they mentioned, and they haven't, that that really hasn't tracked yet, but we'll hope for them. But there's Fingers crossed. We'll get into an existence for them. Yeah, and <laughs> so this song ended up, hitting number 12 on the billboard dance charts so that's pretty cool like that's pretty big Hmm. that's a big deal for ace like that's that's really big deal um so they're doing really good really proud of them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in flying released an ost song called i'll find you it's beautiful and Mm -hmm. like epic sounding and i love it a lot yeah if you ask me like is this in flying just because i know his voice and stuff I would say yes, but like, if I if I wasn't so familiar with his voice, I, I I don't know if I would have said it was necessarily their. It's not their typical band sound, is mm. what I'm trying to say, because it is more of an epic OST sound to it. Um, Victon had to come back, mm. and it's all great. It's their first full album, and I like all of it. It's their main their title song is what i said and then their like second promotion song is flip a coin one that's also had to come back it's their first full album Mm -hmm. it's really good and again title song they went hip-hop stuff and it's really fun uh yeah so that i think it's funny that this all kind of hit it around the same time i'm they're promoting at the same time so there's a song by Hong Hun Buell called Used to This. It's super fun. I recommend it. He also has an English version if you want to go, if you're into English versions of songs. Han Ryong. I'm not saying that correctly. But I know that Natalia digs it. He Chul and Hyun's new song with Love it. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan with BB. Oh, so good. It is so good. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot really to that is. song. Um, and then Pentagon, they released a song, Eternal Flame. Mm. Come to find out, Hui still hasn't gone to the military. I don't know how he has it yet, but he must be busy in the meantime. Rolling Quartz, they did their official debut with Blaze. Really good great. tune. Mm. Great, great. Go check them out. So good. Those were my main highlights. There's a ton of other stuff I've listened to. But these are the main things I've been having on repeat, really. So. Oh, sorry. Oh. I lied. <laughs> you know, he oh had his. <laughs> he had his oh mini album. Oh my God. I was, yes. His mini movie. Yeah. What? And yes. his music video what? was a movie. What? 
Like, do you remember, like, back in middle school when the music video for Wild Wild West by Will Smith came out and it was, like, a legit short film? This, this felt <laughs> yeah. like that again. Like, there was a plot. There was, there was acts. There, there were multiple plot acts. I loved it. I loved it. So a funny side story to this is I watched I watched the music video and I really enjoyed it then later on I was having to look into information about it so I went to Soompi and I saw that the music video then was age locked yeah I was like oh that makes sense that that's age locked so if you don't like blood don't watch that music video (laughs) just saying uh but it's really cool again I'm not sure I ever would have foresaw that he would go that direction with mm. the music video, but yeah, it was wild. It was a wild, a wild. I literally just started playing it, and I was like, "Okay, wait, whoa, whoa, wait!" <laughs> and then it's like you see like legitimate actors that you see in like dramas just like suddenly appearing, and you're like, "What?" You're like, stuff's gonna go down. We have, like, (laughs) big-time people. Yeah. Uh, So, I recently, this being Talia, uh, decided to indulge in the Bacchanalian uh, sexual tantric uh, thing that was apparently Becky Young's Japanese album that had people all in a tizzy um, about how inappropriate a Twitter is such a wild ride I just I don't know why I'm still here just yeah no it's just like I'm sitting here let's let's back up let's explain okay so for the for the audience that doesn't know what's going okay, on, so all you Becky like, Unn, good people not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Becky Unn, my boy, my sweetie, my little bean, uh, had his first Japanese album. We are all very proud of him. Uh, the title song was "Get You Alone." The whole album is in, in just fabulous. Um, unfortunately, uh, some people who just apparently aren't in the know about how pop music works um, <laughs> looked up translations of one of the songs and realized it was about fucking and got very offended that a man in his late 20s would release a song about sex. Okay. But I just <laughs> questions. EXO has a song called Touch It. What do you think they were touching? Like, <laughs> like hands in chaste prayer before Jesus? No. Like, come on, guys. Like, pop songs, generally speaking, are about three things. Getting sex, wishing you were getting sex, or remembering that time you had sex. That's like a lot of pop. Why are you just, they're like, it's so inappropriate that he puts out this album. He has young fans. I'm like, well, and that was like a parental problem then. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not even that there's young fans, but they like, the, the initial poster was like, when 75% of their fans are minors. And I was like, that's a, a that's a exo? that's a really <laughs> that's a really a bold statistic that you're coming out with that I am going okay, to see some attribution changing for. Well, here's the thing. Also, it's like it'd be it's still wrong. I don't say condone this, mm. but I still can understand the thought process if yeah. you had a person who was on a kid show, like a legitimate kid show, yeah. come out with a song like that. Still, the parents issue 
that they're yeah. accessing this song, but it can understand the like thought process and be like, that's kind of weird. But guess what he is not an actor from Child's TV yeah, show. Yeah, or has ever, and also or has ever been? he's older. And plus, where's this like same like rage at like someone like, uh, I don't know, like Selena Gomez, who was actually in Disney shows and yeah. young, like young when she was doing songs that were sexually explicit. Yeah. Not to say that you should, you shouldn't. This is not what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. it's like, how, what is your thought process? And why did you actually think this was like a legitimately okay thing to do? Like, I, honestly. I think I, my favorite, I forget who it was from, but my favorite response from someone like encountering people upset about it was, what did you think he wanted to get you alone for? Playing Roblox? Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. even if you look at the lyrics of like most K-pop well, groups. I mean, it's like the people who think that uh, Monster X's um, Love You is about censorship. It's a, it's a, it's a song about radio like, censorship. And I'm like, like um, I mean, like, I could see it, but not in the way that they're thinking. Lyrically, it's a clever lyrical motif the way that around censorship, <laughs> yeah. but it's not about censorship. <laughs> um, just like, listen, if you're concerned about minors listening to sexual music, then don't let the minors in your life listen to sexual music and like, let the rest of us have a good time, man. Like, mm-hmm. we're all adults. We, like, Let adults and sing even, songs. Like, yeah, about adult and even if you're, even if you're an adult that doesn't dig that stuff, just don't listen to it. It's cool. Yeah, it's listen, it's like, that really easy to not, not listen hard. to something. It, it is if so you easy. haven't figured it out, then you shouldn't actually even be, even be on Twitter because it's not a safe place for you. Just go. Yeah. It's like, it's not up to a 28-year-old singer to, like, police young people listening to his music yeah it's not like he's an adult he can perform whatever songs he wants to like also if you think back to songs that you yourself listened to when you were a kid no right there was you literally didn't know what was going on i knew every word to every song on Elias Morissette's album yep. when it came out. <laughs> yep. I, I was like, loudly. what, eighth grade? <laughs> yeah. like, I used to loudly sing every single lyric to every single song on Tori Amos's Under the Pink when I was about <laughs> nine years old. And if you've ever listened to that album, oh boy. We, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, get it together like well, when i was a, i was a nanny in college and uh it was about the time that the song snm by rihanna uh was out and i was babysitting this like little you know there was there was seven and five and uh we just had the radio on and the song came on and they knew all the words <laughs> and i was just like oh no <laughs> Like those videos of like, and you find on YouTube where like the parents like are like listening to something and then you start to hear the kids sing it and they're like actually shocked that the kid knows. Yeah. Like, where did you learn this? <laughs> and no, it's, and it's like, and they didn't know what any of it meant, right? Like they had no concept yeah. of like, you know, sadomachism, but yeah, it's, 
it was like, it's funny. But at the same time, that was up to their mom to not, to turn off the radio if that song came on. It wasn't up to Rihanna to never put the song out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what's funny to me too is, is when it's somebody who's um, tweeting in English about it, about lyrics yeah. that are in Japanese. Japanese. And you're like, okay, so are you concerned that the like, that the English speaking minor fans are listening to this and like getting it subliminally? Like, is that your worry? Because <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, if they just don't look it up, they won't ever know. Like, they'll just... It's like, it's just like, won't anyone think of the children? Like, I don't want to think of the children. It's not... I just, listen, I just want to... My responsibility is my dream. My responsibility is that, like, kids have access to public schools and food, and but, like, not for me to figure out if they're listening to the right songs or not. Like, yeah. it's just <laughs> not my thing. And, like, let's, let's be honest, there's worse songs they could listen to than Beckyan's Japanese album. Like, it's all <laughs> illusion it's all illusions and like you know metaphors it's not like straight up what it is yeah. there's a lot worse than talking about if sex legal adults want to sing about consensual sex that is their Dude. prerogative you know well, I just find Honestly. it so funny because he already has been <laughs> for a yeah, while are you not paying attention like, and then I'm just like I'm like so clearly they never looked up the translation of the lyrics of UN Village because it wasn't a geological survey. Let's just put that out there. That wasn't what that song was about, about see the sights of soul. <laughs> no. But you know what? Listen, people be people. Other than that, <laughs> uh, God, I just, I was just, that was just the funniest one for me. Um, I have been listening to a lot of ace uh, nct yeah i know i know uh i'm really pumped i've been like listening to hyuna's old stuff because she got the new stuff coming out and she's my ah. baby she my girl and i swear to god if anyone brings up anything of the same about her stuff which she's been doing that for years i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> you know what? i'm sure there's some sort of purity crusader who's already upset about her already so hopefully I can avoid them uh well what else have I been listening to my gosh um I really have been listening to a lot of Taeyeon um really into her uh I've really been enjoying um more uh G-Idol uh Taemin you know my huge suspects been re-listening to some shiny and prepare and you know preparing for the comeback, you know, they're mm-hmm. super excited. Uh, that's basically, like, I just, you know, I listen to, like, the same stuff, because, like, I just put it on shuffle, and then whatever comes up, and then if there's a new song that comes out and I like it, I add it to the shuffle, mm-hmm. and then, you know, so the new ones were, you know, Becky and uh, the remix of Fave Boys, you know's new stuff, the, the stuff that everyone else also also listen to i uh, i really liked i really like i use new song that literally just oh came out yeah it's super good I, I haven't listened to it quite yet no, but i, I won't say i know anything. it's gonna be good because it's her it's <laughs> yeah the song doesn't but the music video has um lucky vibes britney's mm. lucky so maybe that oh. like brought you in sky oh <laughs> and um oh, not, as, case, and not as dark in, but in you case know. you yeah. need to understand that reference <laughs> 
We love Britney. Free Britney. <laughs> I, though I grew up in a very sheltered environment, I still knew enough about Britney Spears that I've always loved her to pieces. And if oh, anyone wants Britney to go toe to toe with me about her I being awesome, bring it because they're great. Free, She's great. free Britney. <laughs> right. Free her. Uh, as my final like special note, uh, Epic High's new album is mm. is incredible. The music video for Rosario is also really incredible. It's really um, good. It's so good. And if you haven't already checked them out, you should you should go check them out. They're great. They're great. They're great. A funny, they, a funny side story to that is how I guess people are jokingly texting like the lyrics to that song. Oh yeah, because Tableau did a tweet. He was like, uh, "Send the lyrics or send a clip of the Rosario to your friends." And then someone was like, "Great, I'm gonna go send it to my mom." And he's like, "No!" <laughs> and then when Eric Nam was like, he tweeted, he's like, "Why do people keep texting me Rosario lyrics?" And Tableau's like, "No, stop it." Uh, I will say that uh, even for English speakers, uh, Rosario does have a language warning in English for anyone who has children around and is worried about the children. Uh, but no, it's a really great song. It's really like really song. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that was uh, you know. Oh, and and they're they're also epic high. Their uh, their thing with Bi was really good. Uh, yep. enjoyed it enjoyed it so that's what i've been listening to what about you jesse so Dreamcatcher came back just, just the other what? day <laughs> and as expected i love them i will admit to you because i think it's like good to admit things about your faves this is mm -hmm. definitely not my favorite title track however mm -hmm. on a whole i think it's good um and i and it's always like a, a like a balance with Dreamcatcher because i am the one that's hopeful and wishful for them to always stay with their rock stuff and thankfully they have however that's not what korea likes it's just not what it is and if they want to make money <sighs> and and succeed anywhere not even in k-pop that's really not where they can be and i am just thankful that they still uh, like keep those elements um alive uh, i think also the problem was it was kind of like targeted as or a new metal song when it's not new metal it's it's got a hip-hop vibe but and mm -hmm. it's got the classic dream catcher rock vibe in the chorus but it's kind of more edm vibe but mm -hmm. it's still a good good song um handong's back and she's my bias and i love her so much especially her voice and she's got a lot of lines in this and so it's it's really nice to hear her um and visually the music video is stunning and perfect mm. and just just so good um i will say about the entire like mini album if you are an anime fan and you know there's always that like kind of running joke about like Dreamcatcher and like you know having the anime sounding songs which just means that they sound like japanese rock songs this is like probably your perfect album favorite song off of the new album then uh i i actually do think odd eye is my favorite song like for okay. the most part like probably like wind blows is good po i like actually really like poison love a lot too the 
just the entire kind of like aesthetic of the like entire album is a little bit more EDM involved. Um, and with like the like rock influences, I think it like actually really lends to a lot of like, like what you would find from like an intro or outro to an anime, which maybe the, they're like actually trying to kind of angle themselves in that way so they can actually pick up those gigs because that would be really good bring more mm-hmm. people in and get them more money which I'm totally fine with also like I was an anime kid and that's how I got into Japanese rock so like this is not a bad thing for me yeah um <laughs> I just I want them to have their first one so badly and it would be great to have it when Handong is here and yes. so mm-hmm. um you're if like you're me. like you know around Twitter at like 6 a.m KST I will also be around if you ever <laughs> want to talk about it that being said like when I say that like it, it's not my favorite title song it's still like a good song and mm-hmm. better than most songs that are coming out so like it's just like they are my favorite um and I, I also think it's important to talk about like if something because your favorites are not infallible there there's sometimes there's just not songs that are like meant for you and that's like mm-hmm. the beauty of music in a way too it's just not your song and then that's okay um and that's totally acceptable have I been listening to it all the time yes am I streaming it all the time yes so there we go <laughs> yeah. Alexa came out with a single I don't think we talked about it here and it's a ballad which I when I saw that she was going to be doing that I was so happy she's like kind of breaking away from her uh Alexa robot stuff to Alexa H for these like ballady type of songs and it's like Mm -hmm. more connected to the human side so it's a little bit more emotional stuff so I'm thinking because specifically she did that for this one song that means that there's going to be more of that to happen in the future um I was really excited about that um because I love Alexa, but one of the things that like I always find kind of missing in her songs is because of what her concept is, mm-hmm. you don't get to hear her voice a lot. And that's not a bad thing. It's just like because of her concept being robotic and like very like dance driven and she's a good dancer and that sort of thing, her songs kind of lend to that mm-hmm. and works for the concept and works for what it's going. So it's perfectly doing what it's supposed to be doing. But uh, Alexa has like a a good background in music she actually went to school for musical theater and she just has a really great singing voice and so i was really glad that she came out with a ballad so that you can like hear her voice the the emotions in her voice were like really good bandmade the japanese rock group uh all-female band uh came out with their new album unseen world it's spectacular but if you haven't listened to bandmade and you really are into rock like heavy rock i really need you to listen to them they're just so good their um guitarist is phenomenal the lyricist and the main vocalist and the one who like kind of started things she's also really great mm-hmm. their drummer's really every part of this group is just really great also another Japanese artist that I have loved and talked about a lot, uh, Yurashika, came out with a little EP co-creation. It's also great. Uh, they could do no wrong for me, seriously. And they always come out, like, when I need them the most. Hoppy Pola came out also oh, with yeah. a new album. And oh, I've really? talked about them before because I got into them last year. And I just, like, love them so much. What I love about them the most is they're, like, raw and really emotional ballads and the way that they they use the cellist into it as like almost like a secondary vocal line and it's just I love them <laughs> like I just <laughs> I love them and the entire album was gonna 
it's just good. I'm trying to think of what else I've been listening to because I also talk about stuff on my blog. So I don't know what I've talked about here and wrote down. We talked about Rolling Quartz and their mm-hmm. their song, which I, I really like, of course. Mm-hmm. All female rock band. Just, hey. How you get Jesse? It's not very hard to get me on like music. Oh, also, uh, I don't think I've mentioned this on this podcast, so I will do this because it it's worth mentioning. Uh, last year, I think it was in November, uh, a group of uh, Korean uh, uh, rock uh, females got together and can't come up with this uh, compilation album and it's called we do it together and their aim was kind of to like um uh like produce songs for this album that like kind of center on like female issues whether it be in terms of like um rights uh like female rights in korea but also like females in rock scene and the rock scene in korea and you know kind of how they're like the kind of hidden voices of it it's a really great compilation album it is on band um band camp band camp i kept on saying bandmate in my head like multiple times (laughs) and i couldn't get it out you can listen to it there you can also buy the album digitally it's only like 12 bucks so and it like goes to really good stuff like Billy Carter is on it. Just a a good group of uh, female artists in Korea. Like some of my favorite of the bands that I've been listening to. And it's also just a really great compilation album. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for something, you should be definitely listening to that, especially because it, it was a good like thing to promote and to the awareness and the kind of like the music field that oh, it's always been less than um, thrilled with females in the rock scene. So Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm missing other things, but there's been a lot happening. So yeah, <laughs> and it's been a long time since we've done one of these. So it's like, yeah, what? Like, did I <laughs> have I really not mentioned that yet? Like, yeah. I don't know. And then we did the kind of weird thing where, like, we were also doing our like end of the year stuff, and that kind of pushed off things that were like yeah. new yeah. and like, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So what about you, Amanda? What have you been listening to? Or what do you remember? This week, (laughs) it's been Bobby, because Bobby had his new album come out. So I've been listening to that a lot. Um, Lucky Man is the album. It's good. It's got a lot of variety on it. So like, there's some more rock sort of stuff and rap and hip hop and R&B. And there's, you know, some collabs and there's... You know, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. I tried to go into it with like no expectations because Mm -hmm. when Love and Fall came out, I was expecting an album full of Hall Up, which was his release previous to that. And it was nothing like Hall Up. And so I was initially disappointed. And then the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. And it's one of my favorite albums now. So I was trying not to go into this thinking, oh, it's going to be Love and Fall, you know, 2.0. And then, you know, get disappointed if it was an album full of, like, haul up. So um, it's it's not either. It's its own entity. It has some stuff that reminds me more of haul up. And it has some stuff that reminds me of Love and Fall. Mm-hmm. And it's got some stuff that reminds me of um, that video game collab he did, the rise up I think it was called so like there's just a lot going on there Bobby likes to just diversify exactly and so there's a chance that there's I'm not going to say there's something for everyone on this album because there's clearly not but like I don't know it's good I'm 
really right now really into um liar he just it's very raw his voice in it is very raw and just the um the lyrics and it, it's a good song i like them all i'm glad people seem to be liking it and i hope he enjoyed making it so hopefully if it does well that means icon gets to come out of the yg basement um oh. you know i'm gonna Unrelated uh, to <laughs> um, so icon related, but unrelated to talking about what music you're listening to. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I kind of fell down a, a Searle hole. There's not a I ton of music Searle. on Spotify, but they're really good. I like their voice. They, they give me a little bit of um, I've just completely lost. Awesome. It, um, solutions like some of their stuff sort of has that similar just band you know it's just a band with good vocals and good tunes and great mm -hmm. I just really enjoy it so fell down that little rabbit hole and enjoyed myself back I think it was December maybe I don't know that was like three years ago I don't know <laughs> um, Ocean from the Blue released an album called Love Fi 2020, I think, mm -hmm. um, which would make sense since it was 2020. Uh, very chill, very relaxed R&B, kind of like smooth vibes. He's very, again, nice voice, great vocals, just, just nice, smooth, easy listening, but good listening. Not, you know, not elevator music, easy listening. It's, it's nice. Soto Band released a full album, or maybe a mini full album. I don't know. Um, it's good. I love them. I love their style. It's very unique. They try to pull some more like traditional Korean elements mm -hmm. into their pop music, which makes for a really neat sound and a, a really unusual but unique sound. And I quite enjoy it. And Brown Tigger came out with an album called 2010 years old <laughs> I'm guessing he turned 30 I, I don't know but uh it's nice it's it's nice it's got some nice sounds it's more of a hip-hop R&B kind of mix going on um some more ballady stuff some more less ballady stuff mm. it's good it's it's a nice sound I really enjoy his I've enjoyed stuff from him before but this was I, I think this is the first time there's been like a new release since I started listening to him so I'm That's cool. enjoying it first, your first you know? comeback with him yeah Ooh, exciting <laughs> uh just because I mentioned them in last week's episode Ballistic Boys had a, a release this year uh called Life is Party <laughs> like, like agreed a party. Sir. <laughs> like, agreed okay. it's good it's a fun boppy enjoyable song so uh yeah as expected because that's kind of what they do so um oh and a new group at least I'm kind of assuming that they're new I didn't find much about them I didn't look into them too deep but um called Ch Chun Duk Chun Duk I'm gonna say um They've got one song on Spotify and it came out like a week ago. Um, mm -hmm. It's good. It's really, it's a, a nice 
smooth but kind of peppy song and I just really enjoy it there's I'm guessing that they're a duo or a group of some sort because there's a nice variety of voices going on and there's no like featuring so-and-so in the you know in it but uh yeah you know they have like their song has like under a thousand listens right now so you know if you want to get that like special badge from spotify at the end of the year go check them (laughs) out and you know give them a few listens but uh yeah that's and then you know just listening to whatever spotify throws at me Mm -hmm. sometimes i see right now on spotify you appear to be listening to K and K, if I'm to be believed by looking at. <laughs> well, right now I'm listening. I'm actually listening to our Spotify mix. Yes. I just hit the uh, liked songs and like it's just playing everything that we as a podcast have ever liked. And we I know have I, I just such good taste. I was right just now I'm listening to Flower Fantasy, like, but. Like Spotify likes to tattle on people who <laughs> yeah. you're friends with. <laughs> no, it's so weird because like when I'm looking from the Spotify Nunes account, it says that I'm listening to Chunduk, the, the song that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It also tells me that you, Natalia, are listening to You Mad by Bobby. So I am. It just came it up is. in the shuffle. You, the listeners, could go check out our certified Nunes Spotify account. You can That's follow true. us there. And then you can know mostly just me because I'm mostly the only one who listens to it. But you can find out what we're listening to. But we also have a lot of playlists there of our, like, all the songs we mentioned tonight will be on a playlist there for you to, you know, go check out. And mm-hmm. hopefully I will do all the hard work of like searching the different groups and putting them in one place. And then you can just listen to our playlist and click through and follow new artists that way. I'll do all the hard work for you. Thank you for spending time and taking time out of your day to come listen to us, the podcast again, a certified Nunas here on whatever podcasting service you listen to. And uh, if you're looking for a new one, we're on all the podcasting services that pretty much exist, but you can also go to our website at certifiednews.com where all of the links and show notes and everything are lovingly put up by Jesse, who's just a chef's kiss on that note. Uh, if you want to become an official found family member of the certified found family, you can go to ko-fi.com slash certified newness to support this podcast and keep the lights on as it were uh we love making content content for all y'all and we love hearing from you on twitter and instagram uh so like go check us out there it's always at certified nunas it's how you find us you can send us an email at certified nunas at gmail.com if like that's your vibe hey man Cool. Check our email. We swear. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, we love hearing from everyone and uh, love chatting about Asian entertainment. So hit us up. We hope that you have a fun and safe week. Uh, wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Bye. Bye. Bye.